passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app. Rest in peace, Stitcher. But we are live on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at post. Sorry, just slash post wrestling. Yeah. Getting confused. YouTube.com slash post wrestling. Hello, right. Postmarks. Hello, YouTube room. Uh, he slipped up because we also are on Poison Rana, the new monetized YouTube of Poison Rana. So go over and click subscribe. Go check out all our live Poison Rana podcasts, including from last Sunday. But we're also monetized on this post-wrestling feed, and we get to leech off the Super Chats for the next two hours or so. So send them on in while we we talk here tonight. And if you want to be notified of whenever we're going live on any of these platforms, you can find out by following us on X. On who? X. What's that? X. It's, it's all the new kid. All the cool kids are doing it. It's a bad mistake, isn't it? Usually, <laughs> your ex, an ex, yeah, yeah. I love my ex. Mm. Uh, no, wait, what? No, wait, stop. Uh, so yeah, uh, follow us on all these platforms. I can't keep up with them, to be honest with you. No, it's like download, get threads. Okay, I get it. Do I use it? I haven't. Really. I get notified. Like, I need to turn my notifications off because yeah. it's like I have that off for every like minute. Like I'm getting a yeah. new person has added me on threads. I've I I've threaded twice. Right. That's it. Threaded Is that what you call them? Threaded. Threaded. Yeah. Uh, so we're on all these platforms, uh, but uh, we are live right now on the Post Wrestling YouTube because we just watched NXT and we're here to talk all about it with a new Up Next. So thank you for listening or watching us wherever you may be. It's a go-home show this week. Go-home show to the Great American Bash. Oh, yeah. This Sunday night on the WWE Network, or on the cock, as they say, uh, we will be going live right after with our GOB post show this G-O-B? Sunday. GOB? GAB. GAB. Oh, what's GOB? No idea. J-O-B? What? <laughs> uh, we'll be going live this Sunday night with our Great American Bash post show here on this very post wrestling feed as well. So look for that if you're tuning in on Sunday night. Watch the pay-per-view, sorry, PLE, and then uh, come hang out with us in the YouTube chat or check the podcast later Sunday night. So uh, looking forward to that. And we'll break down all the matches and uh, some predictions at the end of the show as well for this Sunday. So Absolutely. great American bash. Yeah. Exciting. 
We've we, they've, there's been some great moments in Great American Bash uh, history Co- commentary uh, Booker T. Uh, they didn't really mention it, I don't think, but a few days ago was the anniversary in 2006. The Great American Bash. He beat Rey Mysterio for All the right. world title. He he did say on they the show he's something had, about that. Uh, yeah, he's had some good memories. Some good ones there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he beat Dirty Dom's dad. Is that so? Is that what did he beat him for? The world title. So that was number six for him. I as, uh, as king. Was he, he was King Booker. Okay. Yeah, I love King Booker. Mm. So good. Uh, but yeah, great moment. What about Ric Flair? I don't think he should have won it a sixth time. Just because now he's like, I, I feel like he's won it a few six more times, times after six. that. I feel like he's won it more than I five think times. He just, I think he just had six. Correct I, me if I'm wrong. I'm six sure, times. Six I'm pretty times. pretty sure Booker T is six-time world champion. <laughs> I love King Booker. That was a great, great time in professional uh, wrestling. That's when I was yeah. not watching. Yeah, six-time world champion. Uh, so uh, we'll be chatting maybe some new Great American Bash memories this Sunday night. So mm. tune in t- uh, to that show as well. Uh, but like I said, follow us on all the podcast apps or YouTubes or whatever it is that you, you you do use and search Poison Rana because we have our own show every Sunday. We just did one where we talk everything about wrestling like Blood and Guts, some G1, some more AEW, some Punk, some Brian Pillman going to NXT mm-hmm. possibly. Uh, which might be uh, more uh, of a reality at this point now. Looking at some, it sounds news like today. It, yeah, it sounds like he's going to be starting end of August. Yeah, pretty crazy, yeah. Uh, and tons of other stuff. And we won't be doing a new one this Sunday because the Great American Bash is on Sunday night. So instead, we'll just kind of tack on some thoughts on yeah, the week we'll, that was. We'll afterwards. cover mainly the Great American Bash on on the post wrestling YouTube, and then any thoughts we've had on whether it be G one highlights or stuff from uh, AEW or WWE, we'll we'll throw in there as well. Yeah. Uh, for sure Sunday night join us lots and lots of podcasts because we also have our own patreon.com slash poison rana and if you are a fan of the golden lovers then this show is for you because we did a best match ever golden lovers looking at Kenny and Coda the the golden twins the Canadian oh yeah this was one of my favorite shows we've done yeah Uh, this was awesome awesome matches we were talking about yeah, we got deep into the kind of the history of the whole like story of these two and then some of their best matches and we kind of highlighted them and we linked the matches as well uh, of what we kind of talk about rate review and we picked the best ones. So this was quite a fun podcast. So if you're into that, Kenny and Kota and all, a lot of New Japan matches and, as well as the Bucks matches, some singles matches in there as some well. Stuff from DDT yeah, as well. All over the place. Pretty uh, fun. But also, we're we're celebrating a lot of things this week because uh, not only is oh. it your birthday in just a couple of hours. This you, is true. Got, this is how you're spending the end of your. Well, you're, you're thirty. You're turning thirty-one. Am I right? Turn, turn thirty-two. You're turning thirty-two. Turning thirty-two. I'm born in ninety-one. Ninety-one. Okay. You, you don't seem sure yourself. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not turning thirty-three. <laughs> No, you're not turning 33. That's not math. I'm 33. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you two years younger than me? So I'm turning 32. You're turning 32. Yeah, yeah. That's math. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So how, how are you enjoying the last hour or so of your, your 31st? 30, 31st? Yeah, so far so good. 30, 31st was pretty good. Got to do a lot of fun things. Yeah. Got to travel a little bit. We yeah. got to go to lots of wrestling, some good concerts. Got the podcast about NXT every week. So you're turning uh, WrestleMania star sign. Right? Nice. Is that a good one? No, it wasn't a great no, mania. Oh, that was, that's not a good uh, Roman Triple H, wasn't it? Oh, God. Yeah. So this year's going to Shame the Man Undertaker. <laughs> so I'm going to take some unnecessary bumps. Rock Eric Rowan. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Right, yeah. Right, wow, yeah. that sounds great. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to celebrate uh, being 33. Third, no, you're 32. You're yeah, 10 yeah. 32. You know what else you can celebrate? What's that? Sharks. That's right, because not only is it my birthday, but it's also Shark Week, and we are celebrating Shark Week because uh, we want to save the sharks, and we want to you know, get rid of this... Uh, this wrongful disassociation. We need to get rid of the fact that people are the, scared this bad of sharks. Stigma of sharks. Yeah, it's like sharks are great. Like, yeah, like we should all have one as a pet. No, we shouldn't. No, uh, I don't know about that activity and all that. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, so sharks are friends. So yeah, so every every year when it's Shark Week over on Discovery and everywhere celebrates it now. Uh, even AEW was with Chompy. Shout out Chompy. Uh, we we also celebrate here. We've been celebrating for a few years. It's in our catalog uh, on the Patreon. We did Deep Blue Sea with LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. My hat is like a shark's fin. Uh, then we did Sharknado. Yeah. And then this year we put it to a vote once again to the Facebook group, the Poison Water group there. And the uh, – well, it wasn't unanimous because some people voted for the Meg. Someone voted for Free Willy, which isn't even a shark movie. Yeah, someone voted Flipper, Flipper as well. Yeah. I wanted Open Water. Open Maybe water, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the 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 one that started them all, the king daddy of shark movies, Jaws. Oh yeah, is what we will be looking at this week over on our Patreon as well. So the film that really kind of skyrocketed Spielberg's career, yeah, and ruined the career of uh, skinny dipping, yeah, really for a lot of people. Like, thanks. Steven, now no one wants to do that for years. Yeah, to th- come. this isn't doing well for like the stigma of sharks. No, it's it, it actually uh, was the worst like, thing. Why is Shark Week? Because sharks aren't so bad. Okay, what should we talk about? Let's talk about killer sharks. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about Jaws. We're gonna need a bigger boat. This review coming out on our Patreon. Uh, hey, Davy, do you want to hear a shark fact? Go for it. Uh, great white sharks look for prey with high fat content, like whales and seals. To maintain energy levels and body temperatures. Hmm. Baron Corbin called himself the Great White Shark today. So, does he see Gable Stevenson as someone with a high fat content? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He didn't really have too much. Uh, once a Great White Shark grew to be over eight feet long, and that's when they switched from a diet of small small fish to sea mammals. Great whites are only eight feet. I mean, I feel they'd be bigger than that. Like twelve. Yeah, I thought they'd be pretty, pretty sizable. Eight the, feet, that's what, like, just yeah, they got a little one, bit bigger than a moss. Yeah, yeah. I thought they'd be bigger. There's, a, there's one in the, in the Ripley's tank in And the Great Toronto. White's the biggest, is it? Well, like, the Meg is, or was, I guess. But, like, there were bigger ones, but now... The it, Meg is real? There was, there were Megs, yeah. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> but, yeah, there How were... How big is a Meg? <laughs> oh, the Meg would, yeah. <laughs> 18 meters in length. Yeah, that sounds more like it. It's it's a good time to like, you know, try to get rid of that stigma of sharks because there is like like we keep saying there's been shark attacks uh lately. And like New York area, New Jersey area, randomly there's been shark attacks and they're like, "What the hell? Like this is not happening here." And uh this scientist, this shark expert, I know we're going to be talking about shark experts on the Jaws review, but the shark expert, it was on uh on some article I was reading saying it could be your uh, swimwear that attracts the shark. He could be like, huh, this looks like this to me. And I'm going to, they're saying that for some reason, colorful things, oh, no. colorful things like, uh, 
life preservers that are bright colors attract them and they want to eat oh. them. So if you got like bright pink. I'd be in trouble because I wear yeah. a lot of bright. Bright pink. Yeah, if you get dumped in the ocean and you're wearing your bright pink. If you're wearing your watermelon shirt, yeah. you are you are toast. There's There's been a lot of pink in the city this week. Yeah. Because uh, not only have we had uh, Barbie come out and That's everyone's right. going out to see Barbie, but pink yeah. was playing pink, on Monday. The singer pink, So yes. just so much pink. Yeah. Um, I yeah I I wouldn't be safe with sharks because I like colorful. This is just like a few people's opinions, like a few different things, and it goes back to some scientific stuff saying like depending mm-hmm. on your things, that's why there certain people are getting eaten. But I don't know about that. You know, I I went to get uh, a coffee the other day, and right. Bruce was like, "Oh my god, are you going to see Barbie later?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I went, oh, I was like, "No, I'm just dressed like this." You just wear pink. <laughs> yeah. I did see Barbie last night though. How did you like it? Loved I haven't it. seen it yet. Great but... fun. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think I'm doing Oppenheimer tomorrow, probably. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it in the same day. It's like, yeah, that's like five hours worth of movies. The older I get, I love movies. I'm a movie fan, mm-hmm. definitely. We do podcasts about them stuff. But sitting in a movie theater for three hours now is just not my bag. Like, so Barbie sounds more enticing so that's, like, too. Yeah, that's why I want to see Oppenheimer, like, middle of the day. Like, yeah. feel fresh for it. Need a Come coffee out, with it. Still in daylight, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I do think if you're going to do the two, do Oppenheimer first and then... Okay. And then Barbie. Yeah. Like, I got pretty drunk and then just... Yeah, I feel like I want to just get, like, absolutely... So, like, I had... It's good, though. I I did enjoy it. A theater near us had it today at, like, 4, 4.20, actually, blaze it. And I was like, all right, like, I got some time. And you were like, oh, it was good. Go see it. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. So I rolled all over, smoke a doobie, go inside, wait in line, get there. They're like, sorry, the person in front of you just bought the last ticket to the show. And all these people were pissed. There was so many people, so many women wearing pink. I I saw... Someone on my Instagram, their story was like, got all ready for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I smoked this joint and went, wow, now I'm not watching Barbie. She's so. showing like theaters are like getting yeah. busy. Like back, like I remember when I was a kid, like we always used to pre-book tickets to yeah. everything we'd go to. Um, yeah, I tried, I wanted to go to an earlier showing last night and went to book tickets a few hours before. And the only tickets were right at the front. So I was like, hey, do you want to go an hour later? And right. managed to get some further back. But yeah, it's it's popular. It's, it's doing really, really well. Yeah, it's going to be the, the the biggest the, the promo alone for these movies have been pretty good like Oppenheimer obviously isn't a movie for everyone but it'll still make like a crap ton of money but Barbie definitely gonna be probably Barbie's gonna beat Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise is gonna be big mad he was getting mad about Oppenheimer he was in the he mm. was picking the wrong one buddy you're, that's not what's beating you your 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 IMAX is getting taken over by Oppenheimer but yeah. Oh, man. The other screens. Yeah. Which uh, I still want to see, too. Surin in the chat says, I saw Indiana Jones, Oppenheimer, and Barbie in three consecutive days. Oppenheimer was awful. Whoa. Barbie. Okay. I'm in line today, right? Yeah. For this Barbie thing. And I totally looked like a fish out of water. I was wearing this this shirt. Right. And everyone else was a woman, and they were wearing pink. And I stood out, and these two women behind me were like so loud and like loud talkers and just wow 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 and I'm like oh my god and I'm like waiting in line to go to this thing and oh the Oppenheimer was so terrible that reminded me why I never go to a movie like that oh blah blah that's why I only see movies made by women blah 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 I'm like Jesus Christ and then I like turn my music on my headphones up loud <laughs> I'm like I don't want to listen to this. I think this is a big one for Nolan because I don't think Tenet kind of I still haven't seen it, yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. I didn't have a fucking clue what was happening. Uh, I don't think it was his best. 
Uh, I really liked Dunkirk and Stellar Inception, obviously yeah. the, the Dark Knight trilogy. Tenet, like, there's some really cool stuff in it, but wasn't his best. And I think that was also awkward timing because it was released sort of during pandemic in that little window of time. So yeah, it didn't yeah. do well in the box office. So I feel I feel Nolan needs to come back swim, swinging. And uh, I've heard mixed things. Like, this is... I've I've heard people like Surin say yeah. it was a tough watch and not great. That's and, two people now. There's lady but other behind people me. <laughs> like I'm a massive Nolan fan. Like yeah, it's not yeah. going to be for everyone. He just needs to pick up the bat phone and call Christian Bale. Yeah, reunite. Yeah, one I mean he's time. got a load of his other lucky. lucky yeah, let's people go. In this one isn't it? No, Michael, Michael Caine. He kind of said his farewell in Tenet. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. That's too bad. He's Franca. Yeah. Mm. Cheers. Are we get, having some for my birthday shot later? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're out. We're out. We need to oh. get some. Yeah. Oh no. I I should have got some earlier. I forgot. Sorry. sorry. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, so before we move on, though, I've yeah. just got one question. How many times do you think our friend, our was next, but Chris Price is going to see Barbie, or how many times has he seen it already? Yeah, one of our listeners, big big fan of ours, Chris Price. Can't wait to to meet you in in London when we travel over there, buddy. He goes to movies and he rewatches them. I think he saw No Way Home like seventeen times. Yeah. He might message us and be like, "Actually, it was 23. To be to be fair, he's got one of those passes, yeah, like yeah. unlimited cinema. It's like a cinephile. Is yeah. that the right word? I don't think so, but it sounds cool. Uh, I mean, Cena is in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes and rewatches movies like multiple times. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how many times. Like, what is the big one to rewatch? I don't think you could rewatch Oppenheimer. Like, no, no, Barbie maybe. Barbie sounds like fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. We'll have to let us know, Chris, how many times you've seen it. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, it'll be like 12. Yeah. Because it's so colorful. That, that's where like the movies will still have me. Like I, I want to catch up on these Mission Impossible movies simply to watch these things in like the mm. big like things. You need to see Spider-Verse before it leaves theaters. Yes. Because it's just like incredible. Like, I'm, I'm like this blowing. week, I'm like trying to just catch up, yeah. catch up with stuff. Yeah. Like I might, I'm going to go hopefully tomorrow. I might go and see something on Thursday. As well as watching Jaws, yeah. That so I got all dolled up for Barbie, and then came got all dolled up. Yeah, yeah. Harley Davidson stuff. <laughs> I I came home and then just started Jaws, and I'm like, ah, this movie's pretty good too, I guess. <laughs> so uh, get ready for our Jaws review because you're wearing the Jaws shirt, one of the best posters. Oh yeah, I can't. You always see it parodied, and people are always wearing mm. it and stuff. But yeah. Uh, can't wait to talk about some Jaws. So uh, support your boys. If you like us, check out our Patreon. It's only five bucks to become a friend, and it goes a very long way. We are making our way in about less than a month's time for our all-in trip. Yeah, it's coming up so quickly now. And, uh, well, we got a, a little detour with our SummerSlam tour. We're going over to check out that show. And because we're born to be wild, baby. That's right. I love that uh, That song is the it's, SummerSlam it's, song. God, my, maybe I buy a SummerSlam fan. I'm not even a huge Fast and Furious fan. Just that logo is so funny that it, it's like people... Want a be, t-shirt? Yeah, yeah. They'll probably sell it. Uh, so we'll be doing SummerSlam, then all-in. So lots of stuff and... Uh, you want to buy us a beer, buy yourself some podcasts over at our Patreon. We were watching the NXT on the BT, uh, well, now known as TNT Sport. On theme, TNT Sport. And lots of uh, lots of all-in uh, commercials for that uh, during NXT tonight. Yeah. That was the first time for us seeing an ad for AEW on a WWE show on a, a feed like that. Mm. We were using a British feed, like you said, so it was like, oh. That's interesting. And it played like maybe four times throughout the Mo- whole show. Pretty much every commercial was yeah. showing. I mean, smart, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, I'd say that that could interest some people. That and a, a really interesting uh, like robot chicken style erectile dysfunction 
commercial. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like... Claymation, stop motion. Very odd. Pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. The British commercials are kind of better. They than know me. their audience at three in the morning in the UK. Yeah. British commercials, like I wrestling think, are better. you dick soft? <laughs> <laughs> you might need this. You might yeah. need this. And you want to go to All In? Yeah. <laughs> Other, and then there's pizza, usually, yeah. or whatever. Wow, we really need that Blue Chew sponsorship, because <laughs> yeah, that would be the do. perfect segue right Yeah, now. Blue Chew, what happened? <laughs> we need to get on that, uh, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of... Fuck, what, what else? Because... Um, uh, it, it has passed me. But I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. You'll forget more the older you get. Now you're, now yeah, you're now in your older now. and years. Oh. Yes, you couldn't even remember your age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's my age again? Yeah. No, I was going to say like those British commercials because we were watching on this feed. When we watch Dynamite, we use the Fight app and mm. it's awesome. But when we watch NXT, lately we switch between whatever we have that's going on. And like it's the it's the Canadian commercials that are lame, but the American commercials that are all about the like singing songs about like medicine and all yeah. that shit like pills and what what Ozampic that whole thing is still going it's, on yeah it, it is bizarre like the differences between like yeah. Canadian British and US. I can tell you what station we're watching like which because like the commercials are so different you don't get those kind of uh, drug commercials yeah. in the UK like that like, yeah don't oh take yeah this if you're allergic to this uh, all of that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> lots of gambling uh, in Canada commercials now because it's been oh yeah those are that's terrible. always always a gambling commercial yeah with Aaron Paul Aaron Paul and Jamie Foxx yeah who says he's doing okay now so it's okay we can make fun of it but he's because he was like what nice. happened I don't know he, he doesn't say what happened but he said he was like in some oh shit some dire health situation the bronze son did you hear about that oh yeah true it's pretty scary yeah the kid's 20 yeah look after yourself Exactly. Yeah. Be safe. Drink water. Mm. Uh, should we get into it? I think so, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's try and get this in before you turn 34. Or is it 33? Uh, 33. 32. WrestleMania <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> NXT live from the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida, July 25th, 2023. And we open up with The Judgment Day. Rhea and Dominic Mysterio coming out. Rhea says that Judgment Day runs WWE. We have Finn going for the world championship at SummerSlam. We've got Send Your Money in the Bank in Damian Priest. And then uh, as Dom starts to speak, loud boos coming from the CWC. He says, Mami is the greatest women's champion of all time. And Rhea says, Dom is the new North American champ. And the look on all your faces, all you neckbeards freaking out when Dom won this title. Um, Dom says, I finally made the Mysterio name relevant and there's chance of cut the mullet. And Rhea says, no, his mullet is glorious and fantastic and I love it. That is facts. Yes, uh, it is quite glorious. She says, uh, Lyra Valkyria stepped up to me and I was impressed by that. We're, when Wes Lee's music hits, he comes out and he's pissed. Oh, yeah. Completely different attitude here. He says, I cannot stand to see that title in your hands. I made that title mean something, defended it well over 200 days and put my heart and soul into that. Yeah. Did he say 269? Nice. I think so. Days. Yeah. That's crazy. Long, long run. Yeah. And it, it is the longest reign, is it? Or is it yeah, American it is. Yeah, yeah. It did flip flop around for quite oh, yeah, a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, and to think I lost it to you. And you best believe I want a rematch because we need a new North American champion tonight. And this is when Mustafa Ali comes out and says, Wes, I have love and respect for you, 
But dumb, dumb, I have none for you. You steal things. You steal titles. You steal catchphrases. You stole your daddy's 619 and your other daddy's frog splash. And you stole my title opportunity and allowed this clown to drop the ball. And Wes is like, yo, what the fuck? Calling me a clown? He's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm frustrated. I was in line and this idiot cut in line. And I warned you, Wes, to not take that match. But you're too stupid not to. And Wes smacks the mic out of his hands and gets into Ali's face. And uh, Dom says, uh, this sounds like it's a you guys problem and not a mama and Dom Dom uh, problem. And Rhea says, you know what? Dom is that good. He'll take on both of you. And then there's a bit of a scuffle. Dom gets out of the way and Wes and Ali start to have a little... Little bit of a fight. Yeah. And so it's confirmed later that we are getting a triple threat match for the North American title on Sunday. Yes, the Great American Bash. So triple threat, kind of Dom inverting himself into the match. I think everyone was dying to see, but we're still getting it in some way because it's still happening with two of them. We're just getting it's even better now because Dom is on it. Like it's improved. I think personally, I I hope we do get that singles match on TV afterwards. Uh, But I think this is fun. I think uh, the use of judgment day on NXT is makes so much sense, especially kicking off the show. If you're tuning in like, like this is what's drawing more people in. The numbers seem to be pretty good on NXT recently. Uh, and I, I do think this uh, kind of Dominic Mysterio thing uh, is helping them. So I, I thought this was a, a good open. And I liked Wes's extra, like, like his new attitude here, being pissed off after yeah. losing it. He's been a bit too nicey-nicey at times. Yeah. And I think Ali is still playing the kind of, like, cheeky dick baby face quite well at the moment. Yeah, I like when Wes isn't trying to be funny or cool kind yeah. of thing. He's way more like better when he's just kind of himself, I'd say. Like this it makes sense. He did have this crazy reign. He had some awesome matches and he basically is saying whatever a lot of people were saying last week of like of all the people to take it from this crazy great reign of the work, you know, the workhorse title here in NXT and it's Dom that takes it is kind of funny. I, I think it's the right thing, though. Yeah. Like, I, I think we might see something similar with uh, Orange Cassidy when he eventually loses that title. It's it's not because he's necessarily been outworked. It's that his whole body is right. just broken down from this long reign and you can use it for a real slimeball heel to take it yeah. off of him. Yeah, and it's good. And Dom definitely is like one of the hottest things going with the Judgment Day. It's almost like uh, as soon as the next year or so, like I'm imagining, visioning that the bloodline kind of ends full stop with Cody beating Roman at in Philly. Mm. I imagine the judgment day is like their secondary storyline that they're kind of looking at here where you build these characters up so much that eventually you turn it into like the similar stories of interwar and civil Seems wars like and it, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I imagine like they stick together for quite a while and, uh, I, I think they do bring interest and it does make people talk about this show that maybe weren't talking about it before. So I mean, you think you watch you watch Raw and they're just all over it because you've got Finn's story going on, Priest's yeah. story going on, Rhea in the women's division, Dom with whatever he's doing. They're in like every hour of the show yeah. and clearly doing well for them. And I love Ali being like, bro, I literally told you on camera, you should not do that. Yeah. They There's like four of them. Yeah. They'll <laughs> probably steal it from you. Nah, I got this. Well, you fucking idiot. Dumb. <laughs> we see Tony D'Angelo backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell. He says uh, this is a, 
a lot better talking to you this time, if you remember, she interviewed him in prison. Oh, uh, yeah. So... I mean, at least he had someone to talk to. Yeah. He says, it feels good to be back. The reception I received last week, I'll never forget. And seeing Marky Mark take a nosedive into the cannoli was a lot of fun. Uh, Stack says, on Sunday, they're going to reclaim the streets. And this is when Lucian Price and Bronco Nima walk in and say, what streets? We've never heard of you until we came here. And we're going to come for you after Sunday if you win those championships. And Stack says, yeah, well, in some neighborhoods, we work quietly. And, uh, and challenges them to a match later tonight. So it's going to be the Tony D'Angelo family against Lucian Price and Bronco Nima. Uh, what he was trying to say is uh, he was pretty much quoting uh, a really popular and once uh, astonished poet who said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Uh, Lil Wayne. Lasagna's the, silent, is it? There's a, there's a silent G in lasagna. Oh, I'm with you. So, okay. It's a, somewhat of a missed opportunity nice. for two Italians to say that line specifically, but he, he half said it, so yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, lasagna. Extra saucy? Always extra, extra saucy. saucy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is like, this is like the, the Sopranos now, so there's two different streets. There's so many streets. We cleared the streets of Legado. We, we yeah. cleared the, the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans. We've got to get the Scottish out of the streets <laughs> We got now. the Scottish streets. And now it's the, yeah, well, oh they, yeah Puerto Rican, are they? Yeah, well, what are these guys? These guys are Puerto Rican? What are these guys? I, I think they're from, like, Texas or something. I thought, I don't know. The guy's name's Bronco, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They speak Spanish, don't they? And then we got these yeah. guys from Italy or New Jersey, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So there's, there's many streets in NXT. Right, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Uh, we see Lyra Valkyria being interviewed, and she says she's been in NXT for a little over seven months now, and I need to know where I stand. And I've been watching Rhea since NXT UK, and she's the measuring stick, but I know she's been watching me too. And tonight, uh, it's not about Rhea Ripley or JC Jane, it's about me. I, I, I like this. I don't really know why this kind of started. It's like, what, weeks ago when Rhea was here and yeah R- Rhea kind of uh has been for a few weeks being like Lyra's a a badass like yeah. I've known her from the UK and yeah. stuff and then when this feud with JC Jane happened she's like hey why did you let her rip up your feathers what the hell right. come on you're better than that so, so I'm kind of into it because I definitely I like Lyra ever since especially that tiff match she definitely showed that she's like one of the best workers in this NXT women's division so yeah I'm, I'm getting it. from like this whole like story arc they've been doing uh, and with the, the what happens in the match later, Rhea in that kind of uh, like heel American badass Undertaker, right. like hardcore title era. Jeff you Hardy. know, when he was like, he was a heel, yeah. but then he'd, he'd give like a Jeff Hardy respect after or a Cena respect and that kind of thing. I mean, so that's what I'm getting. Like she's still a heel, but she, she's kind of, she, maybe she's recruiting. Maybe she could be re- Judgment Day's logo's got wings on it with it feathers. So like, it would make more sense of her character. Yeah, she gets those wings on her. So yeah, be all right. We go to our first match of the evening. It's uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and Ilya Dragunov taking on Schism. Uh, and we start with Melo and Gacy going back and forth. Trick tags in and hits a big drop kick to Gacy, and then his pop up uh, uppercut to Rip Fowler. Ilya gets tags in, goes for the hat-tricks of Germans to Jagger Reed. Jagger blocks the third uh, German, 
and starts fighting back, but gets hit with the Constantine special. Uh, Dyer then uh, do a cheap shot on Ilya, allowing them to double team and isolate him. Uh, he eventually makes the tag to Mello, uh, who comes in for the save, hitting his flying clothesline. Uh, kind of both him and Trick do it at the same yeah. time. Trick didn't do the, the springboard, though. No. But yeah. And they're posing and kind of dancing around, and you see Ilya kind of getting frustrated at them, maybe not taking this so seriously. Um, then on the outside, Ilya goes to the Constantine special, his running, diving headbutt to Gacy, but Gacy moves out of the way and he hits Trick and oh. goes flying into the ring steps. Uh, partners that can't get along. Uh, Gacy's then hitting some side suplexes to Mello for a two. And then to Ilya, there's a dyad hit there, like powerbomb, code breaker to the back of the neck. Head. Powerbomb, backstabber, yeah. But this uh, this didn't look too smooth here, uh, which is Something unusual happened. for these guys. Yeah. yeah, it was a little bit off. Kind of landed it on Ilya's neck. And then on the outside, Dyad are taken out by two of the followers in the yellow smiley face mm. masks. But the camera didn't quite catch this too well. And commentary were a little behind on the thing. It wasn't like, the, oh my God, who's that? What they're doing? It was, oh, and on the outside, uh, <laughs> Dyad have been taken out. Anyway, there's Ilya. It felt really understated. Yeah, and I just yeah. felt some cues were maybe missed here. Uh, Dragonoff is then in the corner setting up for Torpedo Moscow when Mello tags himself in uh, and hits the nothing but net for the win and Dragonoff looking uh, disappointed here as Mello kind of stole the win away from him. Um, but yeah, I like after the match, there was uh, Trick getting like all pissed off at Dragonoff at Dragonoff for, for hit, hitting him. But uh, I thought considering the six involved in this, this... Didn't quite hit. It was a no. little off. Yeah, I wasn't sure what happened. I noticed Gacy was bleeding in the mouth kind of early on, so I don't know if he got rocked or something. But uh, like watching this, I, I definitely was expecting more. The uh, Dyad lads have been on quite a, mm. a tear, actually. They've been putting on some great matches. And Gacy as well. Mello, everyone involved really has been on a run, so I was expecting more. But this was just used as a... like. A launching pad for the storyline of can they They're coexist? Trying and, to get a bit yeah. more juice in the mellow Dragonoff yeah, thing, but. which it's it's kind of played out, I guess. So it didn't really move move numbers for me or anything like that. But no, I just I just felt everyone's timing was slightly off on this match, and I, I felt the the finish there the was, followers thing just was completely missed. Who, who clearly are the creeds? Creeds, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, very odd. Uh, but yeah, not, not the best here, I didn't think. Yeah. We then go to a video for Tiffany Stratton, who says, Some people are just it, and I am it. At 24 years old, I am this fab, and nowhere near my prime yet. I run faster, I lift heavier, and I look way better than everyone else. <laughs> I'm the hottest one here. Yeah. <laughs> and at the Great American Bash, my first premium live event as champion and I didn't come this far to have it taken away by some 19 year old brat and yeah the girl has energy she's like a human energy drink <laughs> she will probably run from Florida to Texas but it is my responsibility to make sure she doesn't get her hand on my title and in our match the other week my hand may have grazed the mat a little uh, but the ref didn't see it so it never happened but I gave her a rematch but Thea is not adorable. She's despicable. 
and she can bring everyone with her. She can bring Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, the whole of Chase U, but it won't matter as the universe will still revolve around me and I will still be NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, a great little video package here, kind of getting her heelness over, kind of dismissing the tap out altogether. There was no mention of the prettiest submission again, but mm. we I hope to still see that on Sunday. Because uh, I imagine Tiffany uh, retains, and but in 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 a showing us, it'll be debuting yeah. her new. Move, Please, not think. the money clip. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I I like this. She's she's great. I I love this character. I think she's already like hitting so well in the ring. She's got the character down, the look down. She'll be a big star on the main roster. Yeah, I I've been enjoying this feud, and normally, sort of on these these takeovers, sorry, these PLEs, like you're used to having, you know, like the best against the best and but with this women's division right now I, I like I think they've built both these characters up in such a great way that I'm kind of for this match and I think both we've seen improve match after match after yeah. match so I'm kind of for this this isn't like your glory days of you know your Baileys and Askers yeah going at it. but it's better than what we've been dealing 100%. with for like the last two three years Absolutely. or something think, right so I think we care about both characters and yeah. I think they're the perfect match for each other's tiffany sort of you know prom queen head cheerleader like yeah bitchy girl compared barbie. to your like energetic scrappy do kind yeah, of the buff barbie yeah. right so we'll see a barbie influenced outfit i'm sure on mm. on sunday or american but yeah uh tiffany always sounding good and only 24 yeah crazy i mean he is what 19 19 nuts we go to our next match, Javier Bernal taking on Von Wagner. This came about when Javier was making fun of Von Wagner's head and his, his baby brain surgery and all that. Ah, you got a big head. You got a big head. Uh, Javi jumps Von right away, but is very quickly beaten up. Uh, he's hit by the big boot. And then uh, Wagner kind of... I don't know, debuting his new finish, I guess. It's this... We've seen him do it before, he's but... He's done it before, has, yeah. hasn't finished a match with it. It's like a... It's like you, an Urinagi, but he's holding the waist a bit more, so it gets a bit more height. Looks really good. I yeah, think. a deep cut Vladimir Kozlov used to do this oh, move, yeah. kind of move. Uh, Jake Hager kind of does this mm. move. Kind of similar body type wrestling style. J Von Wagner and Jake Hager, yeah. right? Uh, Jack Swagger. But I, I... I'm not going to lie. Where was the headbutt? Was a little disappointed True. that we didn't get the titanium headbutt. Even as a setup or something, yeah. Just, you just maybe he's, he's working on it, but I think we need to get to that. I think this move looks way better than his old finish, though. It looks, what was his old finish? It, <laughs> there you go, I guess. Good. All right. It was weird. I figure he just powerbombed people because he's been doing that. So Well, after the match, the, the NXT universe are calling for a table. So and Except Booker, who obviously does not want this no. to happen. So Von Wagner power bombs Bernal through the announce table and everyone goes crazy. Yeah. And then turns around and it gets hit by a spear out of nowhere. Out of nowhere by Bron Breaker. Wow. Big bad Bron. Definitely the best spear going right now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I like how I didn't see this coming. So No. Um so yeah, Bron uh still not gone. Uh we thought maybe after the Ilya match, but needs to get that one one last feud in with Von Wagner. Braun's still not gone. Braun still fight Von. Yeah. <laughs> Braun v. Von. Yeah, this is not for Sunday, right? This is no, like I, next I week or something. TV thing. Kind of weird that they would go this route because we're trying to get Von over as a badass, and then you're literally taking him against the guy who calls himself the badass. So, 
But we'll see. Or maybe Von sends Bron Packin. The badass Von Wagner. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Carmelo Hayes approaches Ilya and says, look, we got the W. It's, it was good. Dragunov says, uh, well, on Sunday, only one of us will walk away with that title. And then Trick comes in, all hot-headed, and pushes uh, Ilya. And Ilya's like, look, look, things happened. It was a mistake. It was just collateral damage. Uh, Trick makes a comment about how Dragunov has a big head. And Dragunov just says, look, if you come at me like a man, I will break you. And Trick is pissed, and and Ilya just walks off. And Mello's like trying to calm down Trick. He's like, look, man, I've got a big match on Sunday. I need to focus. But uh, Trick wants a fight. Yeah, and kind of does, does this kind of set up our our finale later on yeah. where he like really wants Trick wants a fight to fight him. We go to Gable Stevenson who comes out and he says, some people may not know who I am. Who? About I'm Gable Stevenson. I'm the 2020 Olympic gold medalist. Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, in wrestling, I'm a two-time NCAA champion, and next year I could go back to the Olympics and become the first American to win uh, back-to-back golds in wrestling, or I could go back to college and Boo. get my third NCAA. I love, I love that. He goes, I could go to the Olympics. Yeah, all right. I could go to college. Nah, <laughs> Screw education. And I could make my decision now, or... And Baron Corbin comes out. <laughs> <laughs> shall I go to the Olympics, or shall I face Baron Corbin? There's only one right answer. Baron, burn the ships, Corbin. Yeah, Gable needs to burn the ships. Like, Stop thinking about this amateur wrestling. You're a pro now. Yeah. None of this, none of this fake shit. What do you shit. mean? This is, they don't, it's not that. This is sports entertainment. There's no such thing as pro wrestling right. here. What are you talking about? So, uh, Corbin says, let's be careful about what you say next and let me give you some advice. Go back to college and win another national championship. Go to the Olympics, win another gold medal. Be the first ever two-time American gold medalist in wrestling. Just don't come to NXT because here I will show you failure. This mat is different. And then you'll leave and you'll tell the next Olympic gold medalist that you don't belong here. Because here, you're swimming with sharks. And you're standing eye to eye with a great white. And I'm starving. And I smell blood. And Gable goes, oh yeah? Well, you've made my decision very easy. Because I'm going to face you in my debut match at the Great American Bash. And Corbin goes to hit him. And Stevenson hits him with a German suplex and then a big over-the-head belly to belly. I'll tell you one thing I know. I don't know much about Stevenson. Some people have told me that he won a gold medal. Mm. So I, I know that he's done that. But I also know that, A, he smiles a whole lot. Mm. He's always just smiling. He's, his pictures they use for his graphics, always just, even when he's talking, just smiling. And B, he... He knows how to suplex because Baron Corbin is, is huge. Yeah. And he's throwing these guys around, like we've said the past few times. Uh, I just laugh whenever Corbin's involved yeah. in anything now. That's just how I am. And, of course, he's someone they're going to use to just kind of throw into Stevenson. I guess who's I assume is sticking around. I also would assume he's still going to go try for the Olympics. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I... I think in a in a way it does make sense, as you said, because of Corbin's size. Seeing this guy throwing him yeah. around on Sunday will be impressive, and also 
he is a name people know on the main roster. So it's it's when you're showing those clips, it's not him facing some nobody in NXT. It's right. like facing a, a main roster guy. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine this guy's been like quietly training quite a bit if they're going right to this first match. And sure, yeah. I'm intrigued to how he'll be. Uh, I thought he sounded quite wooden here on the mic, though. Yeah, it uh, took him a second. Not quite the natural like yeah. angle was when he when he started on the mic. But. Yeah, true. Yeah. No one's like Kurt, though. No. No. Kurt was the best. <laughs> this post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Uh, we go backstage to the uh, locker room where uh, Mommy Rhea Ripley, is stretching on Dom. <laughs> Ahead of her match with Lyra, she later. just got her, her leg, leg shoulder fishnets on and uh, stretching, and he's, they know what they're doing, and uh, they're getting ready for her big match yeah. later on. And Dom goes, "Mammy, was it a good idea to throw out a three-way for Great American Bash?" She just says, "Dom, Mammy is always right." And he's like, oh, "Okay, all right." Damn, what a simp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we go to a kendo stick match. Uh, I thought this was going to be kendo stick on a pole. Yeah, how wrong were we? Very wrong. It's the ring surrounded <laughs> by kendo sticks. It's Dana Brooke versus Cora Jade. Uh, Dana Brooke coming out as Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you if were someone who has not watched NXT in like a hot minute and you tune in tonight... And you see a kendo stick match with Catwoman in it. <laughs> You'd be like, sorry, what am I missing? What's, mm. what's happening here? So Dana Brooke coming out wearing a Catwoman mask, this like whole outfit with Kalani Jordan. And then Cora Jade just comes out as Avril Lavigne or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but Kalani's like not dressed not like, like a cat or anything. She, yeah. she looks like she's straight from like High School Musical or yeah. some kind of Disney Channel thing like bright pink the yeah curly hair the smiley face and then you got cat and then you got a Catwoman. Ma- yeah maybe she's just a big fan of uh halle berry Catwoman. that's what she's going for right uh yeah and you can check out that review uh on our patreon patreon.com deep deep in their reviews oh, yeah. yeah if you've never seen Catwoman, just watch it right now so 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 scandalous yeah the yeah. basketball scene mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so dana brooks dresses Catwoman, and like i hope I'm not coming off like I'm complaining. Mm. <laughs> just, just to get that out. There. Hey, this is where people come to try new things, you know. Yeah, and I, you know what? Corbin, I'm for it. Corbin burn the ships. Yeah, and Dana's like, maybe I'll be a cat. Maybe that will work for me. Yeah. Good for her. Exactly. So Dana charges Cora during her entrance and uh, just throws her over the announce desk, <sighs> uh, which has been rebuilt since Von put pretty put an quickly. The yeah, they must have a few and. The book has to be playing this up now. Yeah, yeah. He just falls to the floor as uh, this happens. Wasted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Cor- Dana's like stood on the announce table and Cora trips her. So she just takes a big back bump on the table. 
and then gets the kendo stick and starts lighting up Dana with it, smacking her in the stomach. Uh, she puts a pile of kendo sticks on the mat and scoop slams Dana on top of them and then uses one of the sticks as a for a cross face. She delivers her CM Punk-esque high knee in the corner to Dana and then goes to the double underhook DDT with the stick. But Dana backs her into the corner and grabs the stick off of her. She's now whacking uh, Cora with the kendo sticks. But Cora comes back and hits the double underhook DDT. But Dana kicks out. Okay, I bit. Because that's her finish. That's her finish, yeah. yeah. And then Cora Jade brings in a steel chair. I've got a little gripe. Whenever it's like a kendo stick match. Well, you know, we've had chairs matches before. Yeah. We've even had a steps match. Steps match. That should be the only weapon you're allowed. Anything else should be DQ. Yeah. IMO. Yeah, so I guess that's even more heel thing is like, yeah, well, I'm just going to get a chair. So she uses the chair. Uh, sorry, Dana gets the chair off of Cora and uses it against her. And then Kalani Jordan on the outside pulls out a pink kendo stick. No, it hurts more when it's pink. Yeah, let's go, Barbie. Hands it to uh, to Dana, and she starts whacking oh. Cora with this. Some of these sounded like they stung a lot. Yeah, okay, like like say what you want about wrestling and you know contact is you, there. You could tell that this was whacking her with it. The thing was busted yeah. up and getting broken. Vic's saying he's seeing splinters flying and everything. Ah, the splinters of my eyes. Uh, she then piles a bunch of sticks on top of the chair. Hits a vertical suplex to Cora on them and then follows up with the Swanton Bomb. And Dana Brooke pins Cora Jade. One, two, three. Yeah, the gym, gymnastic catwoman hardcore icon Dana Brooke here with a big win. You know what? I was expecting absolute nothing from this match and I kind of got into it. So you know what? Uh, I Kudos. think it was both of their better outings for yeah. a while. Way better than their first match. I always find it funny when you've just gone from something like Blood and Guts last Wednesday and then you're seeing a NXT women's kendo stick match. It's like yeah. WWE hardcore, like the, the brutality just isn't quite there. Yeah, it's not quite there. But I, I thought they worked a way better match here than their first one. Um, this should have been sponsored by Barbie or something. Yeah. The pink I, you'd feel like there's there's sponsorships with like... Tiffany kind of gives... She's worn the Barbie gear yeah. stuff before. This here with the pink thing. I don't know. Maybe they don't... The violence in Barbie. I don't know. Mm. Different audience. True. Yeah. I think their promotions... Women. They already did a lot of... Yeah, that that's true. Yeah. They, they, they do have WWE Barbies, right? Remember? They came out with a few of them. Possibly. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. yeah. I, I would not... I don't have any, sadly, but that would... That, I'm, that should be start getting into it now. Like that could be one that would make a lot of money if you put like Trish Stratus Barbie, WWE Legends Barbies, yeah. right? Like Lita, Baron Corbin, Ken. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I wouldn't go. I'd Cena, obviously yeah. Cena, right? But yeah, uh, I like this candlestick match way more than I thought it was. Yeah, me too. I, I thought both, uh, both. We've been hard on Cora Jade recently and Dana Brooke, and I thought both were were way better than they've looked in recent weeks. So what's Dana going to dress up as next time? Uh, she's going to change up. Like, is that it? Like, she's now defeated Cora. Does she stick around? We'll, we'll have to tune in. There's there's not really any... We, we need these... Uh, we need Sonya and uh, Chelsea to come to NXT for a defense. Like oh, yeah. Dana and Kalani. Could Matt Cardona. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mello then uh, goes into the 
sorry, uh, goes to see Ilya in the locker room again and says, look, Trick isn't happy about that headbutt that happened. Ilya admires the friendship between the two of them, uh, but tells Trick that if he wants to call him out, uh, he will face him tonight. And But if Trick sticks to his challenge, he will break him. And on Sunday, I will break you. I will break you. Mm. Yeah. We then cut to uh, Dempsey and Gulak's dojo, where they're training Miles Bourne. And uh, Dempsey just has him in this submission. And Gulak says, these athletes are built for speed, but they're not built for toughness. And this is when Damon Kemp enters and says, yeah, well, I'm tough and I'm looking to train with tough people. So it looks like Damon Kemp might be joining this dojo, which I'm, I'm about. I think uh, I, I like Kemp and I think he, he would fit these guys pretty well. Yeah, I, I agree. Like he's got that mat wrestling skill and he was in the diamond mine and this is pretty much the evil diamond mine. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so why not join these guys? Uh, I, I think mile, is it mile born? Mm, What's his miles born? Miles born. Yeah. I think he should be in them too and kind of be their young boy. And then that's where yeah, you Wheeler can, Yuta? Yeah. Like he could like, yep. you know, step out. Cause we haven't seen him in a little while and he's only been used as enhancement, but I, we, we kind of agreed like, Hey, there's something there for, for that guy as well. So kind of cool that NXT has got their stables and stuff. Yeah. All kicking around. They, like they need a name though. Now at this point, like they were doing supply work for chase you right now. They need to, you know, they uh, apparently supply teaching pays all right. Just though. call them supply. So <laughs> supply and demand. Supply and demand. <laughs> uh, Blackpool, something club yeah. <laughs> because he's he's charlie right yeah Star- charlie regal so uh what yeah what would you name does this anyone group? own catch point just yeah yeah you could just call him like catch evolve point. is no more is it yeah yeah Gulak but wwe tend to like create their own stuff yeah true yeah, yeah. what should the dempsey gulak dojo be called because then i imagine steveson and kemp could get put together if they're brothers right eventually uh yeah or or Stevenson could be feuding with these guys as well. Yeah. You know, like, it's clear they're not that close because Stevenson's like, this this guy with the wild earrings and DJing backstage, I want him to beat my brother. I'm gonna yeah, they guy. must not like each other if he wanted this <laughs> random DJ to beat his own brother. So, yeah. We then go to Tony D'Angelo's in-ring return after uh, being freed from jail. For months, years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's teaming with obviously Channing Stacks Lorenzo to take on the, the new team of Lucian Price and Bronco Nima. And this is where Scripps joins commentary and, and he's still adamant. He's like, nah, you're Reggie. No, Vic goes, oh, hey, Scripps. And Book goes, yo, that's not his name. His name is not that. And Vic's like, what are you talking about? His name's Scripps. And he's like, nah, you ain't from the hood, Vic. His name is is Reggie. Wait, what's your name again? Reginald, <laughs> Reginald, Reginald, right? Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. <laughs> I just, I, I would love just Booker T, uh, like, have all these people come back. Uh, Butch, Gunther. Yeah. And be like, nah, nah, man, that's Pete Dunne. That's Pete Dunne. <laughs> that's what Pete Dunne. What do you mean, that's Butch? Clearly, that's clearly Pete Dunne. That's Reggie. <laughs> that's, that's Walter. <laughs> yeah. I loved uh, not only that, but then Reggie, Reginald, Scripps, whatever I'm supposed to call him, is now acting like a menacing heel. And... I, he does not fit that bill say, at all. No, word. exactly. So he's trying to down down talk to Vic, 
And he's like, yo, I'm not, I'm not scripts. And being, being all me, and it's like, dude, you're like a Cirque du Soleil performer. Yeah, it's like, also, what do you do? I, I don't, I don't believe this guy he's is from the hood. From what the, are you talking about, bro? Like, he's, he's probably, like, he's Cirque du Soleil. His background's probably in ballet and gymnastics, you know? Just like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong no, with that, but no. it doesn't scream hood. Yeah, to he's me. trying to, they're trying to put over that he's like, wait, street smarts? But I'm like, wait, what the fuck? This guy was just wearing a mask and like jumping around on trampolines. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, had no fashion yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm like, what is, what, like, like, I just feel a little, that's a little disconnected from what we've seen before from this person. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Booker's trying to tell us, like, yo, what the hell? And Vic's just like, okay, Book, whatever, man. Cool. Uh, I'm just, oh, actually, he played football and basketball with circus as a side hobby, but gave those up when, at the age of 16, he joined a gang called the Whoa. Crips from the 5000 GST. Wow, we are correct. Geraldine Street Thugs. Uh, during during like... his junior year in high school, one of, his friends, <laughs> one of his friends was shot to death by a member Jeez. of a rival gang, leading Whoa. to him to quit living a gang life and back to focus on his per- circus aspirations. Wow. Why, like... Come on. Why are we not? You're telling this wow. street well, story. Well, I feel like a shitty person No, now. but like that's what they're presenting us yeah. on TV. This smiling idiot. Jeez. Like, that's crazy. This, he's the clown prince of crime. Yeah. Crips. The Geraldine Street Thugs. Crips. So you're telling me this whole time Reggie was in the Crips? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, he did, he's not menacing I mean, though. He's Booker not. He might have just gone on and added this thing <laughs> to his Wikipedia page. I got you, bro. Whilst doing his TGI Fridays order, but like. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to make the people know. No, wow. that's wild. That's crazy. That's pretty interesting. I had no idea. So. But man, like, tell that. Yeah, you, know? you maybe could have explained that. And... We, uh, we do this show, What's Next, on our Patreon going right back. We started in 2012, we're now up to 2014 NXT. And. Uh, what is it? Was it Hunico and Camacho? Yeah. Where every week Regal's like, you know why these two came together? There was a bar fight and uh, someone was like picking on Hunico, so Camacho came in and ripped a guy's eye out. Yeah. <laughs> the, all the, every and week they've he'd been say friends that's every, the... ever since. Like they they have yeah. these things. Not... So you could be like, yo, Reggie uh, left left his gang life to join a circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a movie or a Goosebumps episode or something. <laughs> Yeah, left, left, That's wild. Left the gang. So I left my circuit. I left my gang life, the hood life, to join the tent life. I mean, how like good for him? Yeah, like, coming coming from that to being got that WWE paycheck now. Okay, all he dated Dana Brooke for a bit, didn't he? Kayfabe wise, yeah, yeah. Um, all I'm saying is he didn't come off like that on TV. No, no, so, he doesn't at all. Yeah, so that's why I did not like like think that because it just didn't seem that way. So. There hasn't been like a, a 180 on his character. He hasn't cut a promo. You know, he should have cut a promo tonight. He started off doing the weird poetry stuff yeah. as scripts. And then they dipped that and he was basically just back to Smiley Reggie. And now he's still Smiley Reggie, but a bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. Cut a new look. Cut yeah. a heel promo introducing who these guys are. Telling them, all oh, you're, from, you're from the streets. But uh, yeah, wow. I would, I'm, that's interesting. They should make a movie about that. Yeah. And watch it. What, what's it called? Uh, Crips to Scripts? Yeah, like from the, from the streets to the scripts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, flipping the scripts. <laughs> flipping the scripts. 
Are we going to write this? Uh, in the script. Are we going to write this out and send it to him? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, well, um, yeah, I, I, I forgot where we were. Uh, but there's a match. Oh yeah. It's a wrestling show. Uh, shall we do it? Yeah, why not? Yep. So, uh, Tony D and Channing Stax Lorenzo versus Lucian Price and Bronco Nima. Um, and Tony has uh, a nice kind of just wrestling takedown to Price and starts stomping down on him. Uh, D'Angelo then gets distracted and gets like a hook kick to the face from Price. Uh, this is where... It's, we're told that NXT is now trending on X. Yeah. Trending on X? Trending on X. Uh, Price like then hits a huge clothesline into the corner to Stax. Bronco Nima comes in and drapes the leg over the back of Stax. And they start to isolate for, for him for a while. But he comes back with the diving uppercut off the second rope. And then from out of nowhere, Axiom dropkick scripts off the chair. Booker is like, wow, this is too much today. <laughs> Uh, Scripps goes flying. Come on. Uh, he runs into the ring, but uh, Stax throws him out of the ring. This allows Axiom to just hit a tope suicida, taking him out on the outside whilst wearing his sweet turtleneck. Oh, yes. Does yes. him and Ilya shop at the same places? Him, Christian, and Ilya. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a trio. Uh, Stax then tags in D'Angelo, who comes in with some clotheslines and his, uh, his own suplexes. A big spine buster, but Nima breaks up the pin. And then Tony and Stax hit the Bada Bing, the kind of flapjack backdrop uh, to pick up the win. Still hate that move mm. so bad. It's like the Hardys used to do that in their move all the time. It's, it's just like a lift up. Yeah, it's a transitional kind of move. So kind of weird. But uh, nice seeing. Other than that, I thought Tony and Stax looked good in like kind of a quick match. Kind of weird to put in these two big, scary street thugs into a match where they lose right away like on their debut so there was somewhat of a distraction thing their second they, debut sorry they debuted last yeah week. i mean I, I agree but yeah. you like tony and stats are absolutely the ones who should be winning this they should be winning on um, sunday as as well i, I think uh lucian price is a bit more impressive he's the one in the wrestling gear right? yeah he's yeah. a little little smaller than nima he's got a good look like good looking dude like kind of jacked like was kind of running around the ring like uh, looking a lot better than I thought than than Bronco but Bronco didn't do a whole lot yeah. did a few of the like big you know big man moves yeah. um but yeah we'll see I'm trying to see they're from uh Oakland California so I don't know how they're they from the hood the streets together but yeah um <laughs> maybe they're crips too mm. should be careful of what we're talking about they come um, after us. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I'm not the highest on Tony D's ring work, but I'm kind of glad to have him back. Yeah, he's like, going to win the titles for sure. Yeah, I think, I think they're yeah. beating Gallus. After the match, Gallus comes up oh, on the yeah. screen. I think this was from uh, Big Daddy's. Uh, Wolfgang in a, uh, in a green bandana. Green, yeah, just w- not patterned, just plain colored green. Headband, hair bandana, just all. Oh my god, what was he? What was going Jesus on with this? Christ, Wolfgang. What was going on with this? Yeah, I howled at this look. Uh, then you got Wolfgang's from the streets as well. Yeah, yeah. The, these streets are different. They're rainy streets because yeah. Joe Coffee always wears his slicker and his hair is wet always hair. wet. Hair. 
It's like I've had like I. How does he keep it wet like that? Down. It just gets in your eyes. It's he annoying. just loves it in that exact place in front of his face. He has it there, and his his raincoat. And then you got the other guy who's just happy to be there. So I gotta admit, I I was distracted by Wolfgang for yeah, most yeah, of this promo. Yeah. But they basically say you're never getting these titles, <laughs> and it's always Gallus Boys on top. Uh, so the tag title match confirmed for Sunday. Yeah. So can't right. wait. I think I, I think that'll be good. We get a video from Dijak um, hyping up his feud with Eddie Thorpe. Uh, Dijak says, you thought that uh, NXT Underground put you on the map and you think that qualifies you for title contention. But, well, that's why you had to taste my boot. Because that one win means nothing to me, especially when I am chasing the gold. And I fight with reckless abandon. And that's something you don't want and you can't beat. Yeah. So I assume that's like next week or something, but... In a yeah, they didn't announce when the match is, so yeah, probably next week or week after. But this isn't at the at the bash. Yeah, that could be pretty good. Dijak's character is a little goofy, but the wrestling is mm. so. And throughout the show, we were getting teased this uh, this like thing that happened at a like a bodega, a little um, bodega, a little like corner store, yeah. grocery store, Seven Eleven type place. And is this it? This is the segment. This now? is the segment we see last night. Uh, Blair Davenport decides to go on Instagram Live, or was this Snapchat Live or something, whilst shopping at this bodega in the middle of the night. Do celebrities not know that is not a good That's idea? That's not a good idea. Rappers have learned that the very hard way to not go on. If you are a public figure, maybe you shouldn't tell people where you are all the time. So, but this is a she a does this while what? Going to pick up some milk and bread from the corner shop. Why wouldn't you? I don't, they look like they had tacos and like empanadas and yeah. like taquitos and things, man. But. So Roxanne attacks her from behind and uh, is just beating uh, Blair up in this uh, in this like uh, shop. Uh, she grabs a shopping cart and runs it into the stomach of Blair and then says, "Clean up on aisle three. Hey. A bit of a callback from. Her mentor, Booker yes. T, and Steve Austin. I think that's the first thing that went through a lot of people's yeah. minds here, seeing Roxanne, Booker's student, in this segment, just like Stone Cold, yeah. And she's going, this is what you wanted, right? This is what everyone wanted. And she leaves, uh, as we're seeing, like, cop, uh, like, the flashing lights outside, and it's confirmed we're getting a weapons wild match. Um, I liked and I didn't like this. Uh, what I didn't like was... I think they should have gone further. I think you should have done more of a callback. Come on, get a milk carton. Okay, I know when the story is when yeah. Austin and Booker had that thing, they basically paid this supermarket yeah, yeah. a hell of a lot of money and yeah. were like, we're going to wreck the place. I get you're not necessarily going to do this, uh, but you could have had, you know, a carton of milk smashed over a head or, or something like the eggs or, they knocked or some over. kind of callback. Yeah, they knocked, knocked into an aisle or something. They fought into like the drink aisle, and she knocked over a bunch of like plastic Arizona bottles, mm. like Arizona iced tea. So I'm not saying that's doing a lot. They didn't damage any of the things. I just felt it needed to be messy. Yeah. So they both needed to be a mess. And okay, so like, yeah, the Booker T Stone Cold grocery store segment is like iconic. But if I'm remembering correctly, it also has commentary. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like live, right? I think that would have changed it. I think that would have made it better. I think Blair, they should have had a face-to-face in the ring because they're scared. to Remember, they mm. did their thing via satellite or whatever. And Blair goes, nah, I'm not at the show. I'm live on Instagram. I didn't even go. I'm getting me some Arizona iced tea. And, and 
And you see Roxanne fucking booking it. I know that grocery store goes there. One thing you wouldn't have been able to do, and that's why I actually quite liked about this, it was all the footage was taken from different customers and the security camera. Yeah. So it's like, think, anything that happens today, people pull out their phones. Right. So, and you see from other like shots, you see like a woman in an aisle like, oh shit, what's going on in the filming? So they got this woman's phone? It's like WWE were like, hey, send us what happened. Yeah, like that. And they cut it with the, I thought that was quite smart instead of just doing the usual... Why is a camera there? It's hard keeping kayfabe alive these days, but... but you, you see that with actual events that happen. That I it's preferred... from different po- points of view. I preferred when NXT, when they were like, fuck, Johnny's going home to get Grayson Waller. We better send a cameraman with him. Go, go, go. And that's what you do. You see Roxanne going, that's the bodega around the corner. I'm going over there. And then you just have one shot and then you have comments. Booker T doing commentary over it well, would have been awesome. I think you could have had it like... Booker and Vic, like, still have it as it was, but yeah. Booker and Vic watching it for the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. and calling. You needed Booker on it. Booker, yeah. I think, as well. But I, I like. There, there were definitely things I liked about this. Yeah. I like how we said this with you know the TikTok videos and that kind of thing. Yeah. NXT definitely tried to to be a bit more creative uh, with how a lot of these backstage segments are. I know, like. AEW got a little out of hand when they like always they needed an excuse everything. there, and they yeah. kind of backed away from that now. Uh, but I think NXT have, have found creative ways to do it in the past. Like it's a good little you know nod to that grocery store thing, and it, it's something different to keep this feud. the we- The weapons wild match is the match now that these two will have. I'm sure it'll be pretty good. I like their last match, and I'm sure they'll step it up even further. I do wish that because you went that route with the grocery store, we were expecting. People are obviously going to compare it, and it's like it's not even like nowhere near any violence or anything. Like again, the only thing that got injured were possibly a few cans of Arizona, which you know yeah. does you know ruffle my feathers a little bit. But uh, it was the mango one, and those I, ones can go. Those ones can go fucking kick rocks. I can even imagine like after they sort of cut here, Roxanne going like, "Oh, let me help you. Like, yeah. Let me help <laughs> you know, clean the nice. store up here." Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. I'll stack those Arizona cans. Yeah. Again. Which ones? Uh, which ones are your favorite? Do you get Arizona often? I'm not huge on Arizona. I really do. I love it. Uh, I had some. I had a. I had a. What's it? There's that green tea with honey. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, what's the Palmer Arnold Palmer? Arnold Palmer. Those ones are good. There's an energy one that's like a really good hangover cure. Mm. It's like a tonic or something, but it's it's pretty good. I don't do a whole lot of soft drinks, anyway. but it doesn't have uh, like fizzy in it, right? It's like no, it's still a lot. Of sugar, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah for sure. Fucks me up. I do love them though. Uh, we then go to Metaphor, who are in the ring for the Supernova 11 sessions. Uh, Noam Dar still doing his Linda McMahon impression. He's in his his <laughs> his tatty, ripped-up suit uh, yeah. with the, uh, the Noam Dar figure in the top pocket. He's got a bucket hat, and he's barely moving or reacting to, or anything. Uh, Lash Legend says, our guest tonight is not that idiot, Eddie Thorpe. It's the man, and then... Or Mensah says, it's the man who inspired me to win last night. Noam Dar, the real Heritage Cup champion. And they're lifting his arm up, but it's like he's still docile oh. and it's he's not there. They say Nathan Fraser goes around calling himself champion. Well, six weeks ago, Noam was set to defend his championship, but he was not medically cleared to compete. So Mensah stepped forward to defend his honor but Nathan is a snake and a criminal and stole that last fall. And Nathan has never beaten Noam. 
To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Ooh. And when it comes to the Heritage Cup, Noam Dar is the man. And they present him with a new <laughs> replica Heritage Cup. And what Dar, do you mean replica? <laughs> sorry, a new Heritage Cup. And Dar just wakes up. He wakes up right away. It He's celebrating it. He's fully back to life. He's standing on top of his wheelchair. And he says, I am your sensei, the only real champion who is here. Um, are, I haven't seen, is the Heritage Cup on shop yet? N- is it? I don't think so. They've got pretty much everything else. You know, that would I'm, be a bitch. You know, you know, big you know who wants that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pure, shout out pure fandom. <laughs> you know, if it exists, this fucker's got it or <laughs> wants it and it's already ordered it. But that would be pretty ridiculous. This He's got giant, the Owen Hart championship. He's got the right? Owen Hart yeah. championship. This guy, I don't think you could get this. It's he needs cup. the greatest Royal Rumble green title as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's on the lookout for I'm looking for the Divas title anyone uh okay. you want to sell that yeah but like no one wants it like, I want it ironically where people are like you don't oh, want to spend that much yeah time. people are yeah, like yeah. you know it's, it's, it's not a nice title yeah I want that one so uh, so yeah he, he has they give him this like cup that looks exactly like his so he's now saying that he is he is the champ he's saying they, they say that you actually never lost it you so never, therefore why should you be sad yeah uh, Nathan Fraser comes out with Dragon Lee and he says, am I going literally insane or am I seeing double here? Uh, Dragon Lee calls uh, Noam Dar delusional and Noam's like, hey, I never lost it. And just like your cup, you are a massive fraud. And says uh, Fraser says, well, we can do this right now. And Metaphor reminds them, well, look, there's four of us and only two of you. And... That's when they reveal that they have company and Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Ferois come from the back of the ring and take out Metaphor and Dragon Lee and Fraser hit tandem suicide dives and it is confirmed later in the night uh, that these eight will be having a eight mixed person tag on the kickoff show for Great America. Nice, nice. Yeah, so Noam Dar back in action then. Yeah, and I guess we'll set up for the actual Fraser-Dar match on TV down the line I assume he wins and I says, want Dart to win it yeah and says he never lost it and yeah go forward with that that's I, I'm assuming that this whole thing was a work it's kind of bizarre but it's it'll be interesting if uh, if Dar sorry if if Dom retains on Sunday Fraser and Dom for the North American title could be something you could do especially like Rollins history hmm. with Judgment Day and him being like Fraser's mentor and Fraser going against Dom. Like, I think there's a nice little thing you could tie in right. there. Okay. Uh, but I could also see Dom losing this. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I'd like, yeah, I'd like Dom to lose the title, but I'd like Noam to win this back. Yeah. The real, uh, the undisputed, if this is just like Cena and Punk from SummerSlam. It's just it's like, like Punk's red bag. Punk, now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, he's got a justification here. Yeah. Uh, we go to a video package from Chase U. It's hyping up Thea Hale as uh, the title challenger for Sunday. And uh, they say we're five days away from making history, five days away from making Tiffany tap out. We're going to make that bit. And they, they ask, cut him off. Yeah. I'm going to make that bit, tap out that bit. <laughs> they ask Thea, are you ready to train? And then she's like, hell yeah. Uh, they say that the recruitment started three years ago when she was 16 and she wanted to be a wrestler and she's been training. She became Chase U material 
and they trained her. And Duke points out that uh, I've been with her since day one. And without me, Thea wouldn't be the future NXT Women's Champion. And I was actually there when she won her first match in a corner. So still kind of teasing yeah. this, like, maybe it's Duke who's the best thing for Chase you and not Andre Chase. Yeah, but then it, like, cuts to her, like, working out and Chase is like, go, two, three. And he's just like, uh-huh, and eating pizza kind yeah. of thing. But, like, yeah, they're, they're, the seeds are still there. Yeah. Uh, Chase says she's not the biggest or the toughest, but she has the biggest heart and can lock in that Kimura from anywhere. And if you doubt her, you will hear and knew. And we see training clips of them them running through this the streets. This is like Forrest Gump where all these you. Chase U students coming in. She's like, oh, and then it's just like, felt like running. And they just keep running. And then she like really runs. And it's in Tiff's video earlier, she's like, that human energy drink yeah. could run to Texas. And here you have her like a rocket, like sprinting. Um, she says, I don't need a miracle. I just need a chance to prove I can do it. And I don't think I can win. I know I can win and will become the youngest champion in NXT history. Let's fucking go. Oh, hell yeah. I, I really like this. I yeah. thought both video packages did a great job of setting up this match. I, I think Chase U, they've made this ridiculous thing work so well. And I, I kind of liked even the sort of talking heads of Andre Chase. It's like when you're watching... Uh, the Olympics or whatever, and it cuts to their, you know, high school teacher. And yeah. I always knew Thea had it in her, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. It felt like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they've done a really good job with this. Me and, too. Uh, I'm, do, do you see a title change? Uh, no. No, me I neither. Though it would be cool to have a 19-year-old champion. Would be, yeah. yeah. True. We had Roxanne though, right? Uh, she 19 at the time? Paige has been the youngest. 19. Paige has been the youngest women's at wow. 21, I wow. think. Wow. And, but Tyler Bate, was Tyler Bate 19? Oh, the, right, true. He, he was, was pretty young, yeah. I think he was 19 or 20. Yeah. Where's that guy? We see, uh, meditating somewhere. <laughs> uh, we see uh, a clip from last week uh, after the uh, Los Lotharios lost their match and Humberto shoved Angel Garza and stormed off through the crowd. Well, now Garza is chasing him through the NXT parking lot. Yeah, so they show this is like what happened after yeah. last week. And Humberto's walking off and Garza's like, hey, Matt, well, come on, like, talk to me. You pushed me. And Humberto says, look, for the first time in your life, listen to me. What are we doing? Are we chasing women or are we chasing glory? I'm not doing this anymore. Wake up. And Humberto Damn. storms off and Garza's there all frustrated and <sighs> slams on the, on the, the fence. Damn. I mean, kind of bars, though. Like, telling him the truth. Like, hey. I, I, in a way, I would kind of hope that this isn't a, a breakup. breakup angle. But yeah. this is like we're getting, you know. Serious. Serious. Because yeah. these two are fantastic wrestlers. And I think, I I agree. think as a tag team, uh, could be really exciting uh, in this division. And just, yeah, move away from the, the womanizer things. Yeah, move away from that. Which... Which they kind of have, and then the first thing they did in NXT was kind of do it again. So I, I think would like someone to... did point out in the chat last week that they weren't billed as Los Lotharios. No, just by their names. Just so. Umberto and Gaza. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope they don't break up. Yeah, no. Or or at least, or maybe, you know, we've had a lot of uh, the tag teams having friends. Yeah, all these all themselves. these other partners will be like, guys, just face just each other. Just face each other. We yeah. need uh, Tank and Hank to be like, yeah. you know what to do? Fight. Malik and Idris, who we haven't really seen. Recently. No, we haven't seen a lot of people. Yeah. 
We then go to the uh, main event of the night, Rhea Ripley taking on Lyra Valkyria. Uh, Lyra knocks down Rhea early and kind of steps over her in quite a yeah a cocky manner. Yeah, great spot here. They're doing the classic like back and forth, drop down, this and that. And then when Rhea goes for it, sorry, Lyra goes for it, but like jumps ahead to drop down, tripping Rhea and then Rhea giving her a look. And she walks over her like kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love it. Uh, commentary say that Dom is the first man in history to main event Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in the same week. Yeah, this is true. That's crazy. What a what, yeah. a, what a, an accomplishment, yeah. Dirty Dom. Uh, Rhea gets Lyra into the corner, starts delivering shoulders and chops. Uh, Valkyria then counters the Riptide into a sleeper hold. Uh, Rhea manages to shake her off and traps her in the corner with her legs, like kind of grapevines the legs around her waist and just headbutts. Valkyria. Uh, Mami then goes to the top rope and does the shimmy like Eddie Guerrero, her father-in-law. <laughs> uh, but Valkyria knocks her to the floor, um, goes for a drop kick through the ropes to the outside, but Dom eats the bullet here. Oh. And then Lyra jumps off the apron with a Rana to the floor on, on Rhea. Uh, Rhea then goes for a, this vertical suplex and it's kind of like deadlift style and is struggling to get Lyra up who counters with this huge spiking DDT. Wow, this was like a, a brain buster DDT or mm. something. This was nuts. Great, great back and forth. Like, I really sold, like, I was like, damn, what's Rhea struggling for? And then, boom, got spiked by it. Looked great. Uh, Lyra then goes up top and hits her. Vic, Vic called it a frog splash. It's not real. We've seen her do this before. It's more of just a splash uh, where she puts the arms behind her back like yeah. a bird. Um, oh, yeah. We've yeah. seen her finish yeah. matches with this, but it's only a two count here. Um, Rhea goes for a ra- sorry Lyra goes for the roundhouse kick or the, the falcon kick falcon kick it. but Rhea ducks it Lyra goes for a springboard and then gets kicked in midair by Rhea Ripley who then delivers a devastating looking riptide oh. to pick up the win yeah sometimes I hate this move because if it's on a bigger person it doesn't look as yeah. deadly sometimes people just sandbag it but this looked great yeah definitely though, like when she did it to like Zelina and things like yeah. the smaller people she just kills them with it if she's ever on the indie she's going to turn it into like a driver like yeah. a sit out pile driver would look even crazier yeah this was this was pretty awesome like again Lyra Valkyria definitely been showing and proving her ranks Coming from NXT UK and then having them be like behind her clearly to give her another shot and then kind of proving it. I think she showed up at that Tiffany match where she lost, but everyone, even Tiff after was like, wow, like that was, she was, Lyra's pretty good. And now this storyline, like they clearly have steam behind her. And I'd say she's the like B or C here in the women's division when it comes to NXT behind Tiff still behind. I mean, right now Thea because of this, but like she's, she's really good. She's like, Better than some of the women on the main it, roster. In ring, she's definitely one of the best yeah, there. Like, yeah. I, she's, you know, her and Roxanne yeah, are probably yeah. right at the top there. Um, I, yeah, I really like this. I, I think she's been really impressing in all her singles matches. Uh, they do do a kind of respect angle at the end. Rhea Ripley kind of picks her up, grabs her by the face. I thought she was going to kiss yeah, her. Yeah. And says, you're going to go beat JC Jane. Show me. Show me. I, you know, I, I kind of would like to see her join Judgment Day in a way. Yeah. You know, be under uh, Rhea Ripley's wing, pun maybe yeah, intended yeah. there. Um, like, I think we've seen someone like uh, Zoe Stark, who I think could have been very lost moving up to the main roster, how much it's helped her just 
being with Trish, yeah. kind of being her heavy and then impressing in ring. I think Lyra is the same kind of person. Could be like, you know, Rhea's number two in Judgment Day and get over that way. Because I, I don't think her promo is spectacular. She's not bad, but there's yeah. nothing really flashy about her promo. So maybe being in a group or something would, would help her if she were to move up. But uh, yeah, I, I was a fan of this match. I mean, she ever since the JC Jane thing, she hasn't been using bird-related stuff. She's like, Lyra Valkyrie is like Twitter in a way. She's cut the wings, and she's just X now. She's just X. She's just Lyra. She's the X lady. Yeah. Uh, I think that she's great. I think Rhea Ripley is great. Uh, I want to see Rhea Ripley versus the men. Rhea Ripley's jacked. Rhea Ripley's got muscles on places I don't, I don't have places. And like we'll she, get Hervey Dom. You got to get that match will be fucking huge. Like that, that match sounds awesome. And even bigger, by the time they get to that match, do it in Australia. Okay. <laughs> they will treat yeah. her like the fucking god. And but Dom will get booed. Stadium show. Absolutely. That. Yeah. Yeah. I just look at Rhea. I'm like, man, you are a monster. I love Rhea. Rhea Ripley is getting so many like new fans just because of the way she looks and acts and stuff. So. I like, yeah, she, she is, she is yeah. starting to like break through. Uh, you know how many times someone messages me? Who's this? I, <laughs> and I go, Rhea Ripley. Uh, I was on uh, Tinder the other day. Hey, uh, other dating apps are available. Uh, and uh, yeah, someone, someone's profile was just like, I love Rhea Ripley. Nice. Like, cool. Yeah. I love mommy. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Um, we then see Trick Williams making his way to the ring. Uh, we get a rundown of uh, the matches we are to see this Sunday. Uh, we've got Metaphor versus uh, Fraser, Dragon Lee, Ulyssa Leon, and Valentina Feroz in an eight-person uh, kickoff match. Uh, Thea Hale versus Tiffany Stratton for the Women's Championship. Uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali versus Wesley for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Gallus versus the Tony D'Angelo family. Uh, for the tag titles, Gable Steedson versus Baron Corbin and Roxanne uh, versus Blair Davenport in a weapons wild match and Mello versus Ilya for the NXT championship. So sticking to the the six match card with with a pre with a pre making it seven. Yeah. Yeah. So Trick comes to the ring, says this Sunday Mello is going to take care of business like he always does and put Ilya's jersey in the rafters. But this uh but this isn't Sunday night, and tonight I want to fight. So Dragunov comes out. Trick, like, gets the better of Dragunov right away. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. beating down on, on Dragunov. But Dragunov comes back delivering chops. He gets uh, Trick to the mat, delivers his knockout forearm blow to the face, and then sets up for Torpedo Moscow. But this time, Carmelo Hayes steps in and takes the bullet. Uh, so yeah. Carmelo's down and Ilya gets on the mic and says, Carmelo ha- Hayes, you are a man of honor and loyalty is very rare these days. But hang on to your friendship with Trick because at the Great American Bash, I will take your NXT championship. I will take your life. Yeah. <laughs> what he should have said. Uh, that Russian pirate, Ilya Dragunov, that mustache goatee, like it's it screams heel to me. Uh yeah, this match should be really good. I think Dragunov should win. But then I'm also like, but no, Melo should win. So classic. I really don't think the build to this match has been really good. But I know it will bang. And I'm going to be very invested in both guys. So really I like I feel it. now like this added kind of trick element yeah. is going to allow for some great near falls in the match. Because I think you're going to have 
a moment where Trick maybe involves himself. Yes. And and I think that's going to be a near fall like right. you could really bite on. Right, right. Um, I could see it going the other way. Yeah. Like, I mean, some like after SummerSlam is a time you sometimes have call-ups. I think last year's SummerSlam, you had all those call-ups. He's already been on like, TV. Damage control and all that. Yeah. So, He's already been on TV. So. Yeah, so it could go it could go either way. But I, I think the match is going is gonna to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, hit or miss NXT, but it's a go-home show. They're really trying to run home and promote. So, like, a lot of the videos actually got into and made certain matches feel really important, like the Tiff and Thea match, like this main event match. I'm always so over the can they coexist kind of thing, yeah. but it's... It's kind of paint by numbers, but it, I guess that's what they got with this story. But the match really does sell itself with that title match. But I thought they did a good, a lot of good stuff, especially Judgment Day coming in again. It's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, I I thought this episode went by pretty quickly, uh, and, and and I really enjoyed that main event. Yeah, the main and event was awesome. I do think it did a really good job of of hyping Sunday's show, which which looks good. I think. Yeah. Uh. So so that was us talking about some NXT, and we're really hyped for this weekend's Great American Bash. You just ran down the card. Let's go through it and give some predictions. Let's do it for this Sunday. We have that eight person mixed tag. Does that really matter? I think. The metaphor should win. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the metaphor should win, which gives them a bit of a better claim to yeah. have that championship match. Or does Nathan... No, it, yeah, he needs to win to get the, the, the shot, essentially, yeah. from Nathan, yeah. Leon uh, can take the fall, it's fine. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's why they're in the match, right? Uh, what about the Gable-Steveson-Baron Corbin match? I mean, it's got to be Steveson. Yeah. Although someone uh, in the chat put a, a good point. Uh, Baron Corbin had cut angles... Last match, and we'll have Gable Stevenson's first match. Wow, that's the link. Yeah. Wow, who would have thought? Why was that not brought up? Yeah. The last Olympic medal winner. Yeah. I thought I retired, and I'm going to retire you in your first match. I'm, I'm going to end your career before it's even I started. I didn't even think of that. Why? Like, come on, that's so much better. I'll tell you why I didn't think of it, because I had that blocked out of my <laughs> fucking memory, because we were there live. I wow. Saw- I still cried seeing Kurt I went, Angle's wow, this is WrestleMania. <laughs> this is great. Whoa, Kurt Angle's wrestling. He's retiring. Who's he facing? Oh. I remember he didn't even beat him with the end of days. Oh. It was the deep six. It's going to be one of the worst piles of shit I've oh, ever seen. so upsetting. This fucking guy retired Kurt Angle. Kenny Omega's just like, you fucking kidding me? This guy? Cause he's Cena been, was there. Yeah, Cena, Cena was, was there Cena in his O2, O3 gear and entrance music. To do a segment with Elias again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a missed opportunity. That's why, that's why I don't like Baron Corbin. And that's not even why. I just also hate him for that, too. But anyways, yeah, he's beating. He's he's getting beat by Gable Steveson, who will use the ankle lock or the angle slam, I'm sure, mm. in one of his moves. Blair Davenport versus Roxanne in a weapons wild match. This is kind of built for Roxanne to win, hasn't yes, it? Yeah. She's the little girl she stepped in, up. A, in a women's world and yeah, she needs to She almost got woman. arrested. So, I mean, she did she she should have ran away cuz like it's on tape you beat someone up. It's it's kind of like the uh you know, the Jungle Boy story last year where he's trying to become a, a yeah. man. Jungle Man, and it's Roxanne doesn't want to be a kid anymore. Yeah. So she's going to beat Blair up with some weapons. I, I agree. The tag team title match, Gallus versus Tony D and Stax. I think it's coming home. It's time for the fam. Yeah. Fam to win this. The streets are calling, yeah. and uh, it's time for a, a change here. I think the Gallus boys will not be on top. Uh, Dominic Mysterio taking on Mustafa Ali and Wesley in a triple threat match. I think it's too early to take it from Dom. 
I guess, yeah. Uh, Business is booming. He could even defend this thing at SummerSlam. I, th- I think the cross-promotion's like, beneficial for both parties. Right. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Dirty Dom. Okay, if it's not Dom, it's Ali, and then it's like, I got the title and I didn't and even have to yeah. beat you. Kind of thing. It's not right. Wes, basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship, Tiffany and Thea. We think Thea's... I think Tiffany's winning this. Sorry, I mean, I think Tiffany's retaining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, it, I, I actually love Thea, and I think maybe after one day she will be champion, because she's pretty good, but Tiffany right now is definitely uh, on quite a roll. And then the main event, we kind of mentioned Hayes and Dragunov. What's going to happen here? Because hmm. I, I do want Dragunov to win as much as I love Mello. Or is it too early to turn Mello and Trick back to being bad guys? Yeah, I don't know. I think when I'm thinking of the other, like, who is left for Mello to really face who's kind of worthy of being in that role? So maybe it is time. Yeah, like, yeah. you tend to have the shorter title reigns with baby faces anyway. Exactly, yeah. He's had it... A, a few months at this point. Yeah. He also had that long reign with the North American Championship, so it feels like we've had him as a champion for majority of his NXT career. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm talking myself into Ilya yeah, winning of, this thing. House of Dragonov this Sunday. Mm. Uh, I think so. Uh, we have some feedback as well from some listeners here that we can read before we sign off tonight. I'll read the first one in the Facebook group from Fire Frank, the BDE champion. Who writes in, in quotations, you're not from the hood. Why are you calling him Scripps? <laughs> it would be funny if Scripps was his, like, gang sign. Yeah. Go, looking at that now. Love that we found that out. Frank continues, fun show to finalize the card for the bash. Rhea and Lyra had a bit of a banger in the main event. Catwoman Dana showed a lot of fire beating Cora to a pulp with those sticks shots. As Booker eloquently said, Dirty Dom is like the wind. Uh, Hope Roxanne didn't get arrested as she left through the front door as the cop cars were pulling up. Can't wait for Sunday. P.S. Happy early birthday, Brayden. That's how badass she was. She's like, I know the cops are there and I'm just going to walk past them. One star on their GTA. She just walks off, doesn't care. Uh, we go to Magan. I hope he's recovered from last week's episode by now. Yeah, yeah, I hope he's okay. He says, first off, happy birthday in advance oh, to Brayden. thank you very yes, much. Yes, you've got uh, 14 minutes left as a 36-year-old. Uh, <laughs> he says, Judgment Day being around NXT is a double-edged sword. Yes, they move the needle, but it does overshadow the main title program. Don't get me wrong, Mellow Dragonoff should be a, a good classic, but their build got somewhat cut because of circumstance. Dom's direction for Great American Bash was obvious that a triple threat match for the North American title was in the cards. He won't have to get pinned to lose it. Mustafa Ali's been a bridesmaid so f- for far too long, despite some potential fuckery. Rhea versus Lyra was dope. It went a long way to make her look strong in defeat. Roxy and Blair paying tribute to Booker T and Austin in that bodega brawl was cool, despite the constant camera cuts. Gnome does weekend at Bernie's homage ended with a Heritage Cup replica. Sean sure does love his unification matches. Solid Gohan. Nice. And finally, we go to Sean, who writes in here, Really enjoyable show tonight to set up what looks for a loaded Great American Bash. The opening and closing matches were great, with a hard-hitting six-man setting up the show's ending and, and making a heck of a case for Dragonop to win on Sunday. And Rhea and Lyra had a damn good match that showed that Lyra deserves better than her weird Irish bird lady gimmick. Rhea encouraging her at the end was a nice touch. Special shout out to the ongoing Von Wagner, Von Wagner reclamation project. Pairing him with Breaker as a babyface this time is going to do even more to get the crowd behind him. 
All in all, everything was nicely set up for the weekend, and I'm looking forward to a great show. Awesome. Thank you, Sean. Yes, as are we this Sunday, the Great American Bash on the Peacock, on the network, wherever you watch. And then find us live afterwards with our Great American Bash post-show here on Post Wrestling. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a fun weekend. Hell yeah. We're going to have a great Canadian bash. Great Canadian match. That's what we're going to be doing this Sunday. So come hang out with us in the YouTube chat right after NXT. If not, catch the audio up later on that night, early Monday morning. They're still doing that thing, aren't they? Like, 4th of July was quite a bit ago. So long. Like, Halloween Havoc was, like, in November yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christmas in July, coming yeah. soon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll be looking at the Great American Bash. Uh, check out all the other shows, like our Poison Rana feed. Go check out that uh, all the socials at Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Threads. Oh, sorry, X. X. You got to follow that X. Uh, and then uh, Patreon.com slash Poison Rana. It's only five bucks to become a friend. And there's hundreds of different podcasts, movie reviews, retro NXT reviews, everything that we do. Go check us out, and it keeps the lights on here. So thank you, everyone, tonight in the YouTube chat and everyone at home listening, wherever you may be. Uh, we love you. Yeah. And thank you to Surin, who sent us a super chow. nine ninety nine today, so we appreciate it. Wow. That. Thank you. That can, thank you, that sir. That can get you your, your first, uh, your first drink as a, as a 39-year-old. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm 39-year-old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're doing the bit I used to do. <laughs> I used to tell everyone you were 36. You're like, I'm 30. <laughs> I'm 32 now. No. What, me or you? I'm turning 32. I'm 33, turning 34. Okay, so you're two years older than me. Yeah. Right, right, right. Let's go. Yeah. The end of the world They're outside. Right now. They're partying. <laughs> They're revving up. Uh, thank you, everyone. I, myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me Twitter, Instagram, uh, at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And see you at the bash. Ahoy! Oh,